Welcome to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. Wow, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least for us, it's been a while. We haven't yeah. recorded. We had to have go a little on a little respite. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we pulled a little recording out of the archives for all our <laughs> listeners. This was very short, but we're back at it. We're back right into the stories. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but it's very exciting. Fun to be back. Uh, I don't know if there's any new news about the movie. It's just sort of unfortunately got, I mean, we, everybody can listen to our podca- uh, podcast episode about yeah. our thoughts on it, of course. We don't need to go down that path again until it's out on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> but it is fun to hear from like other listeners online that who liked it because it's just like, that's how the world should work. Yeah, I do want to hear, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, I think that. My main criticism was like, well, I think what was disappointing to me was how much people were like, it's so much like the comic, but I feel like they missed the tone of the comic. They referenced a lot of things, but I feel like the overall feeling of the character of the main character that I go to see that's on the title, like, you know, I feel like was a little miss, uh, interpreted kind of yeah i would agree with that's that. my main yeah that's my that's my thesis statement i think you're right about that it so got a 31 on metacritic like it's getting you know yeah like unfortunately yeah it's like sometimes you just have to be like i love this character i love the source material that it didn't do well yeah um and somebody pointed out or i saw just a headline that said that was like they equated the movie to like cliff, like poorly done cliff notes. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Cause like, they cause do refer to a lot of characters and that's a lot of storylines. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't make it, it doesn't mean like, Oh, they captured the comic. Did you know this? There was two post credit scenes. <laughs> no, we stayed for Lobster Johnson. And then I think we were so exhausted with the movie. We were like, we'll see you we later. Left, but there's a second one. At Come the on with end. a second post credit scene, dude. Come on. And I actually think it's very poorly Put, written. Make your movie. Just make your goddamn movie. Slap the credits at the end. Yeah, like make uh, a movie. <laughs> I know Marvel did it well, but they just they did. Like yeah. they and they just like built they were really built on something that was already had a strong foundation. And then they yeah. they've they've consistently been able to It's like them and Star Wars. Yeah, and also they're like, yeah, them and Star Wars. But Star Wars doesn't have post-credit scenes. They don't rely on that. Didn't they, they used to? No. I feel like when... oh, Not maybe. that I'm aware of. I'll redact that. God I mean, bless you. Maybe, unless somebody wants to point out, uh, I'm pretty sure they've never had a post-credit. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm not the saying there have never been of? post-credit scenes, but Marvel sort of is the one, the one company that ex- like really, not exploited, what's the... Uh, they like utilize it. Yeah, like, yeah, cashed in on it. I guess. Oh yeah. The only other great example of using post credit, or this isn't considered post credit, is uh, or using like that aspect of like outside of your main. I'm going to call it the main course of a movie or yeah. main course of the product is Arrested Development. Yeah. In yeah. the first three seasons, I will not count the other two because the other two are not as good. Yeah. They're not good. But um, they're not. They're but the first three seasons were so good at saying like you watched a full episode, but then they would always just sneak jokes in on the uh, uh, coming up. Yeah, even they would do that even on like the previous. Those some things. of the fun, like some of the things I remember most were those jokes at the end, like the <laughs> <Yeah>. ridiculous jokes. <laughs> and then the Hellboy is just audacious just to be assumed that like we got a hit on our hands. What was the second post credit scene? Okay, it's. It's just Bobby Young. It's real. I looked it up. Okay. I honestly think it's terrible. You should watch it. I. <laughs> it's it's one shot, just like maybe slightly dolling in on Bobby Yaga, a character in that movie. I personally don't want to see ever again. Yeah. And um, but it's pushing on her, and she's talking to a, a character out off screen. It's a character we have not met yet. He's um, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but he's called the Deathless, and we'll meet him eventually. Um, okay. In the world of Hellboy. But she's having a dialogue with them. And I actually think the dialogue is written so poorly. It's just like, it might as well be a monologue and then just, you know, one line from him. Yeah. But there's a little, they're trying to write like a back and forth. But one of the funniest things is, is so she says to him at the very end, she goes, get my eye back and I will grant your greatest wish. So you being the other character. Yeah. And somebody says, 
I will grant your greatest wish. What's your response maybe to that? Like a natural response. Oh, great. I'll go get the eyeball then. Great. You would never, (laughs) you probably know your own wish, right? Oh yeah. Well, I wouldn't speak it out loud. You mean? Well, not even speak it out loud. I'm (laughs) funny if you speak it out loud. Like even if you announce your wish, like, like what would be your greatest wish? If Um, I'm like, I will grant your greatest wish. An, an underground pool. Great. <laughs> underground? No. Cool. Okay, that made it sound like an in-ground pool. <laughs> okay, in-ground Not pool. Not an underground, like it. in a cave. Underground. Hey, that's still kind of cool. Half of it's up above in ground, and half of it's underground in a cave. It defies under- physics. Hey, I don't know. Yeah. They can do anything these days. So you would know your wish, right? Yeah, sure. You'd know it. You could at least like say, yeah, I'll do that. Or you'll... Now you'll be like, yeah, an, an above uh, a ground, <laughs> a, a ground pool. Great, I'll go get that eye for you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm harping on this, but just like bad dialogue is just yeah. really funny to me. She says that she she says I'll grant your Christmas. He says, and what will that be? <laughs> to like, I you know you've told me, yeah, like just so she can end this like post credit scene going like. To finally let you die. And you're okay. just like, how fucking poor Do you is that? see that character on screen? No, you never see him. You just hear his voice. You just know this character wants to die. Yeah, because I mean, that's sort that's of, like I believe his whole is dealio. I think it's part of his mythology. I'll okay. be honest, I only know the character from like looking up the character and yeah. browsing his comics. Because he's like, he, I mean, he, I, I don't, I just haven't read that offshoot of okay. his run. Yeah. Uh, the Deathless. We'll get to it. I can't wait to read him in the comic and not see him in a sequel to that movie because it's never coming out. Because <laughs> it's not going to happen. Because <laughs> it got 15% of Rotten Tomatoes. It, I mean, and it didn't make money. Like, it yeah. just didn't do the things. And I think critically, even for a lot of fans, I mean, I'm saying uh, there, there are fans that liked it. But then overall, it sounds like most fans were just like, ah, uh, damn. Yeah. You just have to shrug it off. It's just like not every character is going to have the same quit like it's just really boiling these characters down to something that these producers like think that they are they hear anti-hero and they're like cool i've seen that so let's make a bastardization of that instead of going to the source material and making something that genuinely feels like the character that people love and have yeah. loved for decades and i don't know they tr- they try to make it fit into this other thing that it's not and it's totally. just like I don't know. It's very disappointing. And I hear there was a lot of like problems. The more I've read about like really? after the movie came out, like producers and Neil Marshall did not get along. Apparently mm. you like, again, it's, that's always hearsay stuff too. You yeah. never know. Um, apparently David Harbour like walked off set at Damn. least once. Uh, and again, you just don't know the circumstance. You only heard like yeah. that little snippet. So you're like, Oh, we walked up, but who knows why? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Knows, it's hard. It's hard to like, yeah, the, who knows what people are talking so about. So I just try to like you, like I know the classic thing of like, well, you got to be happy for him because they, you know, it takes a lot to make a movie. Yes. I can acknowledge that. Yeah. But in the end. The- and there were certain aesthetic things about the movie that I liked. So like, you know, but you get, you see so little of that shit. Yeah. Unfortunately, we only can judge. We can't judge the process. We have to judge the product. Yeah. The thing that we're yeah. paying, you know, I'm not paying for it. Like. If I really enjoy the movie, like of of any movie, then sure, I'll go out and buy like the physical copy of it and look at the extras and like listen to commentaries and all that cool shit. Then I want to know the process. But for this, I'm almost like, yeah, I assume people weren't getting along on the set of this movie. Because it came out crazy. (laughs) It really did. It really did. I don't think this was a fun time for everyone. (laughs) But you know what? We can move on. Yeah. I think we'll, I do want to sort of weirdly when it comes out on Blu-ray revisit it for some reason. Of course. Re- just yeah. I'll rewatch it. this thing. <laughs> but moving on from the movie uh, of the Hellboy 2019, um, we got a segment for you. It's one of our faves because it's us hearing from all of you out there. Yeah. This is Oh Boy Email. <laughs> We got a couple emails to get through, uh, and I love that guitar solo. It's good Thanks. to have it back. I've been working on it. <laughs> Great. Our first email comes from Richard Pitaway, who we call Professor Pitaway. Yeah. He has some fun, long pod, uh, podcast responses in his emails, so here we go. Love it. And he gave us our new nickname, of course. This one is titled The Soul of Venice, so it's in response to that Sweet. episode. And he says, Dear Hellcasters, I'm just sitting down to the soul of Venice and thought I'd live email my response. Nice. Fun. Uh, firstly, no worries on the name. 
For such a simple last name, I get a wide variety of different pronunciations. In fact, my father did a stint as a substitute teacher in Ohio where the students often referred to him as Mr. Pickaway due to there being a Pickaway County in Ohio. I've also had Pittman, <laughs> which I think is Pittman? just... Pittman, yeah. Pittman. That's way off. Yeah, and he says, which I think is just laziness. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> you read the first part and then you just winged it at you that just, point. Like, he's a man and I heard Pitt. <laughs> Pittman. Pittman. Hi, man. <laughs> we had to acknowledge that my girlfriend walked into the li- into the living you space. You remember her from the... I mean, Hell walked Boy into the studio. The studio. Yeah. <laughs> this high-end studio in Hollywood. <laughs> and he says, they get away they get halfway through this is exactly what you said uh, okay see they get halfway through his name and give up reading yeah dude <laughs> that is laziness and then he says and also the more common variant of the family name petaway interestingly they both mean by the bog a reference to our distant <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, uh, Mr. Pitaway. Away by the pit. Our girlfriend, very. Our girlfriend, me our and Kate's gr- girlfriend. Me and Kate's girlfriend, Beth. Uh, it's, this has really evolved from podcast yeah, yeah. into poly our, our relationship. We now are a four way and a four way relationship. <laughs> I don't know what that's called. What is that? A qua, a qua, um, we're a quartet. We're a quartet we're a now because of quartet. the podcast. We're a quartet. But <laughs> the the idea of your name meaning the by the bog really got her giggling. Tickled her. <laughs> he says, <laughs> uh, "Got me giggling now." Uh, it says a reference to our distant ancestors' presumed profession as peat peat farmers, thus living peat away, thus living peat away. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is one of our frequent This is one healers. of our listeners. Thank you very much. <laughs> this is our friend Richard. He's Richard. Yeah, they're our only friends are our listeners. <laughs> By the bogged down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Wish we had. We need. <laughs> I, uh, hopefully we can hear it because uh, now you're running. We just need to have a mic on you at all times. Yeah. Here we go. Back in the email. He says, Richard is my first name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. These are great emails. But since it is also my father's and he got there first, I got by I got by my middle name Mark. Okay. So that's why I got confused. He's like me. I I go by Mark David. Yeah. And I growing up went by my middle name. Yeah. So it's the first time I'm going to say Mr. P- Professor Pitaway that I've ever met another person that goes by their middle name. Yeah. It's very rare. And it confuses a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, also when you go, I moved, I moved here and I, I was going by my middle name and then professionally went to my full name and that fucking caused a kerfuckle around my I was confused for months knowing you. I, I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't want to ever admit it. I think I drunkenly asked Beth one time. I, Great. I you know, there were a lot of, uh, uh, there were times that I just would ref- refrain from saying my name, saying your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. Great. Well, moving on on his now email. Now I just call you Pete Farmer. Yeah, you call me Pete Farmer yeah. now. <laughs> thanks for the thanks for the his, the history. I name do history. like. I, I love I, it. I am it's so entertaining. In, in, you know, if I wasn't interested, I would have thrown the email out. Yeah. And he says that being said, I'm very excited about the Kickstarter edition. Uh, oh, sorry, I jumped ahead. My apologies. Or did I? No. 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 Yeah, okay. The Kickstarter, as it comes with the Conqueror Worm expansion in it. He jumps a little bit, so he didn't... I got a little confused, but he's talking about the board game right now. Cool. The board game. Yeah. He's excited about the uh, the Kickstarter edition, as it comes with the Conqueror Worm expansion in it, which means I also get Lobster Johnson and Roger, which is cool. Oh, shit. We don't have that in our no. version. Plus, because we missed that Kickstarter, and I'm you poor. You send us pictures of that. Oh, please send us pictures yeah. of this. And then hopefully we can... Hopefully they allow you to buy... It, like an expansion. Sleeve. I would imagine. I, I don't know. That's what good money maker. Yeah. Because I'll do that. Plus extra frog minions and extra Nazis for punching. Then there's all the extras like he's got a gun, a monkey with a revolver, and the ever That's popular fun. evil turkey from Hellboy in Mexico, which we haven't, haven't read we yet. Haven't yet. Read yet. Um, I'll also be getting the next two expansions around September. So hopefully we will have gotten to Hellboy in Mexico and Darkness Calls by then. And then Koshye, see that name? 
Koshier yeah. the Deathless. That's who I was talking about earlier. Cool. Okay. Koshier the Deathless. So now I attempted this. I avoided it earlier. Now I attempted to say it because it was written in front of me. It seems right. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, was reportedly Mike Mignolo's favorite model of the sets. That's interesting. Cool. I swear I'm not on Mantic Games payroll. I'm just a huge fan. Yeah. Whatever, Mr. Pitto. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <Kidding>. dude. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We love it. Yeah. Um, we love it as much We've been as you posting guys. pictures of it on our Instagram like all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I can't wait to play. Yeah. I think Abe had been to Venice previously, not as a recon. This is back to um, the comic. It says Venice's canals have become famously polluted and Venice has a rank odor even without evil spirits. Nasty. Which I think we sort of determined too, right? That it was like... A, even though it was very confusing, it was like a commentary on like yeah, Venice yeah. just being dr- polluted in general. His imagine, his like imagined version of it was like, oh, cool with like you know sunken treasures and stuff. And then yeah. when he jumped in, it was it, was it should gross. be sparkling water and yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> then he says, Johan, all Maktier means doer or maker of all things. So essentially, he's saying, good God. That's part of when he. Cool. There's a part in the comic where he don't Johan it. Expresses that. Allmaker. And then he says, Kres Crucifix. Kate is pretty close. It's Cross of Christ. Oh, and other things that you have attempted to pronounce. Yeah. And get, and like say, guess on it. On what like they mean. jumping Jesus on a pogo stick. Like, I, I imagine there's just all these, like, these yeah. are all. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. There's just expressions. <laughs> How do you say, I don't know any, like, German. It's German, right? I believe I it's like German, yeah. Idiot. Especially if it's from Johann's mouth, it's German. I barely know any. I don't. I yeah. yeah. I know nine. Nine. Nine, nine from just like watching movies. Movies Reading and this. having Nazis like yeah. beg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then he says, cool runes on the floor. This is one of the keys of Solomon. It's a physical representation of the name of the demon. It is used to summon and bind said demon so you can gain their knowledge safely. And in fact, he summoned Shax, a great Marquis of Hell, commander of 30 legions of lesser spirits. Note that Shax is known as a liar and a thief, so entirely possible that Shax does want the power of that goddess, but he wouldn't tell that guy. Okay. No, cool. So he's just using him. And yeah, we looked up Shax, pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I remember when we looked that up. Then he says, ghouls are very specific mythological creatures. They gain power and long life through the consumption of human flesh, like the Wendigo of Native American culture. So he is not a vampire, but merely a lesser form of undead. Okay, cool. Yeah. So much complexity to like supernatural beings. All these like echelons of yeah. shit. It's like there's all these tiers to different monsters. I still wanted to get that book that I think we talked about it for that episode. Ars Goet- Goetia. Yeah, we definitely talked yeah. about it. Yeah. It, I feel like I'll get put on a list if I order it on eh, I'm on a list. You're on a list. Everybody's on a <laughs> <I'm> list. Sure. <laughs> I say go for it. It's only six bucks paper, but you know what? I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. This yeah, demon get book. It. Get that demon book. Read it at night with Jess. Yeah, right. <laughs> have nightmares. <laughs> he says, I would have extended the who's that panel to the show the season smoke behind him and have Johan pointing. It would transition the shot better and give a less confusing movement in into the scene. Yeah. And it was yeah. I remember that, yeah. That panel that we were very critical of. Just like a little yeah, got caught on. Yeah, I agree. And he's right. It'd be his suggestion would work much better. He says, My interpretation of the end, Roger is a spirit in a statue, essentially. As a goddess, her spirit resides in her statue. So it's as close as he is to to a lady friend. Ultimately, I think Roger is fundamentally asexual, for sure. He has yeah. a shackle. What would, how would he? Not going to think about that too hard. That's what he wrote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he can't. I mean, there's no. Yeah. So, yeah, it seems like that's his. He just like. He can have. That, that's a good way to put it. Her being, her embodying the statue. And, and he well. embodying, yeah. Him being like something, you know, not human flesh or whatever, but still being, having like a soul and a conscience and shit. Totally. That's cool. That's very good. I did not think about that Thanks you, Thank you, Professor. Yeah, really. And he says, ultimately, it is an ongoing love, and there are callbacks to it in the future stories. <laughs> no spoilers for Kate. <laughs> Maybe it's because I just watched the Hellboy animated movies, Go Go Walmart Bargain Bin. 
Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, they could find so I got my original stuff. copy of the Hellboy movie. Oh, the director's movie. cut? Well, yeah, yeah, the director's cut. I might have mentioned this before, but from a bin at a Pathmark where I used to work. It's like <laughs> no. an East Coast <laughs> grocery store. I love it. It was like a dollar or some shit. Because they just great. mass produce that stuff. They and just, then they yeah, just will eventually. Like, I don't know. Give them to grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. Hold out and then you get a copy. <laughs> and then he says, I thought the art style in them was extremely similar to this story. I think he's From right. From what little I've seen of it, I would agree. Like I see, I've seen, you know, references to the, like we haven't watched them yet, but we will. Yeah. But like, yeah, I've looked up this art style. It's like, I think just of that time, like it almost reminds me of like the Clerks cartoon. Yes. You know, or like. It's very that 90s. Uh, like Clone High, that Clone kind of High, shit. Yeah, 90s, 2000s animation. Yeah, right? yeah. Where it started to transition where you could tell they were like. Not, I wouldn't. Cutting corners is not is not the right phrase, but it's I'm just sure the it style. was simpler. Like whatever they program changed. they were using, I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. If we have any animators who were working at that time, talk to us. Tell us about it. And then he says recommendations. As long as we're talking Greco-Roman mythology, Bullfinch's mythology, Bullfinch, Finch, Bullfinch, B-U-L-F-I-N-C-H, mythology yeah, is right. still the seminal work on that. And the Norse sagas. It's a bit dry, but mythology is the best nonfiction because it's the only nonfiction that reads like fiction. Cool. Cool. And he says, in the vampire vein, I recommend the Hollows series by Kim Harrison again. The main supporting character is a bisexual vampire, and the author makes a lot of great symbolic ties to sexual abuse with vampirism. Ooh. The Hollows by who? It's Hollows series by Kim Harrison. Oh. Add that to your list. Yeah, And then there's a whole lot of great character development and it's all about how we help the family we find to deal with the family we are born to. Cool. And then he says, in his closing, he says, right hand of draw. I have no drawing talent. Never took any classes in it either, but I'll send along pics of the miniatures as I paint them. That's all the talent I got. <laughs> That's something. That's definitely That's cool. That's hard to do. And also, I got no real drawing talent either. I have a very minimal yeah. We'd still like you to try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but please the, send us those miniatures. I promise we won't judge. Like any attempt. I, plus, like I've said before, people think that they can't draw anything, but they take a shot at it. And usually it's like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It's not exactly maybe what you envision in your brain, but that's like, I don't know. Don't be hard on yourself. That shit takes years to learn. I agree. I wanted to be an artist growing up and my brother was very good at it. And, yeah. he, you know, he's still like uh, he could probably find paint still today. And I never went any further than just scribbles <laughs> yeah, and not yeah. being able to do perspective right. <laughs> it's hard, dude. It's yeah. hard. It takes a long time. Like It's practice yeah, and your dedication. Sure. Yeah. Totally. And he says, as always, love you guys. Love your show, Mark. Thanks. Thanks. He left some images. <laughs> <laughs> he left some images attached um, from the, the board game, which are very cool. But, you know, we're just going to wait to play it. Yeah. Great. Our next email is from a re another returning emailer. Um, it's Mike Jansen. So here we go. Great. It's Batman, Hellboy, Starman. Hey, Mark and Kate. Just wanted to send a quick email in regards to your discussion of the Batman, Hellboy, Starman book. I read the issues again in preparation for the pod. And while it's not one of my favorite Hellboy stories by far, mm. I still find it to be a fun read in a Saturday morning cartoon kind of way. Totally. I agree. Yeah. We, I mean, I, I think if you read, listen to us in that episode and our guest, Justin, we're constantly going back and forth to like, this is fun to what the fuck? This yeah. is fun. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the perfect person to be on it. Then if it's like reminding you of a Saturday morning cartoon kind of a thing. I would agree. Of his Batman part. It's like, it, yeah, it just feels like that where a lot of it's like, I have no idea what this part, what they're going for here. But then the rest is like, oh, this is great and fun. I like this. Yeah. There's yeah. definitely some panels that were just visually enjoyable. For sure. A hundred percent. And he said, and feel that these books would have been better served as a storyboard for an animated feature. Totally. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So they're more like uh, keyframes versus a, a comic book story. Yeah. I would agree with you on that, uh, Mike. That's awesome. The dialogue is fun and comic booky. There's pulp style adventure, a great dynamic of characters and explosions. Yeah. Everybody's loves a good explosion. <laughs> he says, I definitely pop that VHS in from time to time, meaning if it existed as an animated feature. Oh, yeah. For sure. Totally. I love you said VHS too. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming back. I don't know why. <laughs> Mike Devon Un Rama. In addition to that, he sent this email and then he sent, and I just thanked him for his email. And then he sent back 
an email that said, Hey, Mark, sorry to fire another email to you so soon, but I forgot to add a recommendation to the last one. Just thought if you, Kate, or the listeners were interested in some more Mignola Batman, I wanted to suggest Legends of the Dark Knight number 54, written by Mignola and Dan Raspberry, with art by Mignola. It's basically a Hellboy story, but with Batman instead. Cool. Cool. I would love to check that out. Hopefully it's on Hoopla because they're getting a lot of that DC stuff. Yeah. That's great. Thank you, uh, Mike, for uh, your thoughts um, on Batman, Hellboy, Starman, as well as your um, recommendation. We love that stuff. This looks cool, man. Sanctum. Uh, the Legend of Dark Knight. Yeah, number fifty-four. I don't. Dark I don't think he 54. told us the name, but number fifty-four. Cool. For sure. Well, the thing I'm looking at looks like Mignola. That's cool. Great. I love it. Sweet. I can't wait to, uh, when we get to ep- do a little like bonus episode and we just talk about uh, Mignola's Batman. His other Some stuff. Of, yeah. Well, one day. Yeah. <laughs> and then our final email for this segment today comes from Drew Campbell, who's competing for our nickname. <laughs> Instead of Hellcasters, he's sticking with crappers. His email is BPRD Dark Waters. He says, Hey, crappers, I'm so glad to hear how much you guys dig Guy Davis's art. He is definitely one of my favorite comic book artists, thanks in large part to his incredible run on BPRD. When these BPRD one shots were coming out, I remember thinking that this was the only one that really felt right. So I was pretty happy when Guy Davis became the artist for the ongoing series. I still believe that his run on BPRD is one of the greatest comic book runs of all time. It's also interesting to note that he drew almost twice as many issues of Mignolaverse comics as Mike Mignola himself has drawn. That's pretty incredible. Especially cool for a creator to be like, that's fine. Take it over. I'll just work with you. Um, I will say this, full disclosure. You haven't read it yet. Mm -hmm. The play, the first BPRD Plague of Rogs. Yeah. During our respite, I was like, hey, I'm just going to read it because I, it, I've i had it forever. Never read it. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. I can't wait, dude. I loved. Yeah. I, I, Guy Davis he's so is so good. Uh, I don't know how he just captures these characters perfectly. Yeah. So it, but in like his own distinct style, but still feels like super right for it. Yeah. It's really cool. And it couldn't have been anyone else, which yeah. is crazy. So just keep in mind as you read those one shots that they're pretty much just filler stories. And once you get to Plague of Frogs, that's where it really hits its stride. Cool. Uh, I mean, from what I've read, you're right. For more Guy Davis, I recommend Sandman Mystery Theater about the Golden Age Sandman character, Baker Street, which is a reimagining of Sherlock Holmes that takes place in an alternate reality England that combines Victorian elements with the UK punk culture. That sounds cool. Yeah. And his creator-owned series, The Marquee. I just pulled up The Marquee on a... Hoopla to read, actually. Oh, cool. It's on my uh, to-read list. Where he really lets loose with some truly disturbing creature design. I'm sad that he no longer draws for comic books, but he has done a lot of design work for film over the years, most predominantly for Guillermo, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's movies. Oh, and he also did an album cover for a blues musician named Guy Davis, which is very funny. That his name is Guy Davis, oh, that's and he fun. did an art for Doug Gibbs. He, He's he, cool. It looks we're great. looking at it right now because he sent it along with his email. Yeah, it's very cool. And then I wonder if can you look up? No, never mind. I'm confusing it with somebody. Another. There, it's the second time a uh, artist, a comic book artist, has the name of a musician, and it's Warren Ellis. There's oh. a comic book artist Warren Ellis, and then there's a musician. And I got <laughs> so confused when I was looking it up the other day, and I was like, "Does it the same person?" And I was like, "No, it's not." So cool that it's Guy Davis doing art for guy davis yeah <laughs> um then he says as for brian augustine's other credits this is with um the the other writer i believe i'm not super i'm my throat is going out in this more, early okay. morning i'm not super familiar with his work but he did write batman gotham by gaslight which is considered the first dc elsewhere story it puts batman in victorian england trying to stop jack the ripper and it was drawn by wait for it Mike Mignola. Cool. We've definitely heard about this. I think Jost, Justin has brought it up. Justin. Justin yeah. brought it up. <laughs> uh, anytime I mess up a word, my girlfriend laughs. <laughs> it brings her great joy. But the Gotham by Gaslight is something I think I've put on the side that we should do. Yeah, totally. Like a one-off. Especially since it's early Mignola. Yeah. And then, great. He says, I have to agree that the statuette set is pretty overpriced. The one that we looked up and we were, like, shocked. Uh, yeah. That looked like it could go into a, a little Christmas scene, but 
you know, price is just overwhelming. And I tend to lean towards like, oh, you should pay artists as much as the thing is worth. And like it, you know, it's a skill to make stuff like that. And especially if they're like kind of one of a kind things. But fuck, man, that is so expensive for those little guys. If you're like, a, if you're like, you know, if you have like an in-ground pool, you could probably afford them. But if you have an in-ground pool, <laughs> it's getting hotter. You really, really need to brain. ask Kate over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love swimming. Yeah, oh, it's great. I'm a huge. Someday Do you like I'll a salt? It. I like a, a salt, salt water is totally pool. preferable oh. to because chlorine, you know, you're taking a dip in like all these chemicals and it hurts your yeah. eyes. Ew, do you want to hear something disgusting that somebody told me? That you know, I, I don't know how true it is. Go for it. I don't know how true it is. This guy, <laughs> he's he goes to like this public pool to swim. And he says he likes to go early, early in the morning because it's, he's like, my eyes sting less. And I was like, why? Like they don't put the chlorine into later. He's like, when your eyes sting in a pool, in a public pool, it's less because the chlorine, like the chlorine doesn't really sting you that much. It's really diluted. It's the oils and everything on everybody's skin that's jumping in. That is like collecting on the top like a film and it's getting into your eyeballs and that's what stings. And that's why they ask you to like shower before you take a like before you jump in the jump pool. Jump in the pool. And I was like, fuck, dude, that yeah. is so disgusting. It is very disgusting. I know that I'm film sorry that he's to ruin pools about. for everyone. You're not gonna ruin a pool for me. Maybe public pools, you've it's already but they've been ruined for me for They're years. They're pretty bad already. Like, you know, it's uh, like just a petri yeah, dish. I want a private I want a private pool. These it would days. be so cool. <laughs> I will still jump in a public pool, but now I'll think about that every single fucking time. And also I do like it when they like have little showers and like yes. the ones that have the where you can you put your feet in as you make your way to the pool and it sort of cleans your feet as well. Oh, I've never like, seen that. We just gotta clean ourselves better before we get. In yeah, the pools. everybody just gotta just scrub off. <laughs> scrub off, pal. All right, that was our segment sorry. called Pool Talk. <laughs> I just ruined that email. Pool I'm of so hell, sorry. I'll call that. Pool of hell. I'm sorry, Drew, I ruined your email. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. And he says, I much prefer the old PVC figuring set. Um, he put an image of here of this old PVC set. I think I might have seen this one for sale. These look great. They're fucking rad. They look awesome. And they're more like, I liked the other ones because they looked like that style of what we talked about, the Christmas, those Christmas figurines. Yeah, yeah, like a um, but these like, nativity set. Yeah, the nativity. No, or I different, did slightly different from a nativity. <laughs> yes, a nativity set or the little like Christmas town. Yeah, yeah. Both. Yeah. What you are you saying? Oh, I found I went to my mom's house to help her like clean up her house and found this old nativity set and I was like <laughs> uh, I kept calling them Bible action figures and making her look bad. Sorry, it's very dumb. Bible action it figures. Was- <laughs> they made those. There was a while there like oh, yeah. some company produced like a Jesus well, and a bunch like of Bible biblical- man. Have you heard oh, of Bible Man? I think I've heard of Bible Man. Yeah, like there's action figures that go with them. I love it. These are a little more stylized. I think they look like great. They, yeah, they look awesome, but I like when they like they you immediately recognize the characters, but they have a little more of a different, they just have their own take with on them. They're not that expensive on Amazon either. Dude. The PVC ones are? Yeah. There's How like much? Brand new ones for 24. That's like a set of Abe Hellboy and Lobster Johnson. Oh, that's not bad. That's especially not bad. compared to the other 24 ones. 24 bucks. Yeah. He says much cheaper, better looking. And at four inches, they may fit better in a nativity set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's right. He's definitely right. Oh, we gotta do that now. We've talked about it I know. to such a degree. I mean, this I'm podca- putting it in my cart. This podcast is definitely going through the holidays. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says one last thing, and this is all the way back on when you suggested the Norman Rockwell um, right hand of draw. He says the oh, Norman yeah. Rockwell right hand of draw prompt is a great idea. So great, in fact, that it was used for the cover of Hellboy and the BPRD 1953 number three, drawn by the great Paolo Rivera. I would have been surprised if like a version of this didn't exist. And it's gorgeous. Yeah, it looks awesome. But I believe I've already posted that on our Instagram. Cool. Because that, you know, I was like, I have to post this immediately yeah. or people are going to think we're dumb. Yeah. Because, they, you know, they already think we're dumb for the mispronunciations just and facts. Instead we're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, catch you next time, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Yeah. Mike and um, Professor Pitaway. Yeah. We really appreciate your guys' emails. They're very fun to read. We love the little facts and different takes. On everything, just your point of view, enrich the the show for sure. So thank That's you awesome. so much. We're gonna take a quick break, um, and when we get back, we're gonna jump right into this short story, um, Hellboy story, the Penangolin. 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 
Yeah. Oh my God, we're saying it so right. <laughs> we're saying it so right. The penanglin. <laughs> penanglin. I'm Shelly Slocum, and I'm doing a podcast about the most important relationship in your life. If you're a parent or you have parents, this podcast is about you. Each episode, I interview a mother or a father, and I get to hear about their transition in taking care of another human being. I also bring on an expert so we can tackle a topic in modern day parenthood to kind of dig at the deeper truths that are out there. Because, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll actually figure out what it means to love another person. That would be amazing, right? The Story of Mom. Find it on Campfire Media. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Kate Thompson. And we're jumping right into this week's story, the Penanglin. Penanglin, yeah! (laughs) Written by Mike Mignola, illustrated by Mike Mignola, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley, originally published in Hellboy Premiere Edition. Um, although I see here, well, the, I think that is the premiere edition. It was like the wizard. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So Dave pointed out the premiere edition in March, 2004, the issue, an exclusive published through wizard magazine. Number one forty eight, also contained the BPRD story born again. So it was published through uh, wizard magazine, which is really cool. As I've like said before is my first, like seeing Hellboy, like yeah. a vision, like, or, you know, wonder if that was Hellboy. it. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. I think it was like a, it was like one of those like bar ads that they put on the side. Oh, I, I think. See. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah. It um, also says here that the issue was published with three covers. One by Mignola showing an image from the Penanglin. Yeah. One by Guy Davis showing the members of the BPRD and Hellboy in a cover exclusive to the Los Angeles Wizard World showing a picture of Ron Perlman as Hellboy. That's cool. So it's, it feels like this story is, a, you know, Mignola just wanting to do a fun story, but also like as promotion yeah, too promotion for the movie for the coming movie. out and possibly promotion for the new BPRD series that's about to roll out and things like that. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. The Penanglin, we got a cool cold open kind of a panel. Classic. Classic uh, panel here, like In setting the, Malaysia, the scene. Malaysia, 1958. Malaysia, 1958, like a spooky kind of a feeling of this like calm river with these boats floating on there the penangolin which i looked up a youtube video how to say this thing um because my malaysian's rusty and the then uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. we get like awesome another cool like staple like a kick-ass like close-up of a stone carving with like these sort of like demonic fangs and everything. Rereading this, I was like, I realized how much I missed those. Yeah. Cause I just, that's, and again, we've, we've mentioned about the movies and things like that are mainly the most, the most recent movie about the tone. And I feel like a bit of the Hellboy tone that, that you, that's missing from the movies can be found in the use of these panels. Totally. And I feel like they, 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 it feels like a lot of times the directors that, adapt choose to adapt hellboy are paying attention only to the the panels that with punching with punching or dialogue that are like the explosions but they're forgetting all these the whole page this like when i look at this i'm not hearing like smoke on the water you know what i'm saying (laughs) like it's a different feeling it's like a it's very like a like a intentionally slowly paced kind of opening to like give you a feeling for this environment and stuff like that. I agree. And then, so we see Hellboy being led through this like forest by this girl, just letting him, you kind of, we kind of get all the backstory here that there was an old woman who while performing her religious duty, she was startled by a strange man and she kicked her own head off and all of her, her head along with the organs attached and like all of her like, entrails and stuff went into a treetop and became a demon (laughs) and hellboy hits her with that might be the stupidest thing i've ever heard no offense and she's (laughs) like i didn't say it was true but i do believe it so like yeah it's this kind of like cool you get this like dichotomy of like yeah it's crazy but i mean you know a lot of the shit that he fights is crazy and right it's like you're here because of it Basically. It's like he's more making fun of the fact that like the Wyatt existence is like yeah, so kicking your like, own what? head off is like seems pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. So she's kind of continuing to explain to him that 
like, you know, it haunted the woods and like this, like older generation used to know how to sort of keep it at bay. But like nowadays, like the last like shaman is dead. Boma, they say. So that's the Malaysian shaman mm-hmm. is like long dead. They, they don't know these like old ways of protecting themselves from the pangolins. So she's been coming back and like they're sort of like vampiric. They're like drinking blood from people and stuff. And we're getting like cool inserts of like just like little corners and the skeleton of the of some of someone up in the tree. I think the the skeleton is supposed to be that the last monk. Yeah. Right. I yeah, think that's what Boma. it's referenced to. Yeah. And then we get or like the a other cool, shaman, not the monk. Yeah, so. yeah. And then the we get like a cool like kind of those like explorer hats, but like upside down in the like yeah, entangled in the, in the roots Ooh. and stuff like that. Yeah. She's clearly been eating people. Yeah, she's been she's been busy. And she's kind of just guiding him through. I And I also read like they used to. So she mentions like putting thorns on the windowsill to stop her from coming in. Mm-hmm. And as I was like on the Wikipedia page about this monster, that's like something that people would 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 do to protect themselves because her she her organs would get caught on the thorns when she tried Ooh. to go into the window. I was like, that is nasty. And then like there's other like the creature also has like a t- sharp tongue. That's how she like drinks blood is like through her tongue and it like goes and stabs into you. I was like, that's so gross. And it like, they have like their, their under their floorboards, like underneath their floor, under their house, they would put like all other sharp stuff so that she would like cut herself up before she could get under the floorboards to like eat babies. She loves to eat babies the most. This is all like Wikipedia. It's like, it sounds almost like the Malaysian uh, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Like she's really freaky. (laughs) <laughs> it's cool and um i love that you dug into that because I, I was just like amazing. this is so crazy like i've never seen like the well we'll talk about the image of it i guess when she comes yes up. so yeah so she's this like the girl from the village nearby i presume is kind of still saying like how come you're here how boy says i knew this doctor who who got me to come here but he's not you know he's dead now yeah because he started getting letters when people started Dying. Yeah. He was getting letters and then now the doctor is dead. Yeah. And I love there's, I think this is the first hint that something's a little bit off. Right. Because later on we know we, we have a reveal right here, I think is the first hint because it says, she's like some friends of mine, they sent me and he goes, was living? She's like, was living? Yeah. And he's like, that's right. It's almost like, why are you, I get, you can read it as like, oh, it's just somebody like paying attention to what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, asking him normal questions, but then it's also like. She, he's he, she's, she's kind of interrogating a little too close, him. Too close attention. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. She's like, so how do how did you figure this out? <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing to come here. I thought I killed everyone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. as we'll see, because like she leads him to this like cool uh, sort of little pool with surrounded by these huge boulders and all kinds of uh, foliage, and she's like, I I've seen her many nights flying in and out of that hole, and we kind of get this panel of this cool like creepy dark hole he's like right <laughs> can we go back real quick yeah, to the yeah. top of this page because i love i mean all this i think this rock stuff and into the cave is amazing yeah but i love this little this the panel behind it is more so i think even playing into that mystery of what she is yeah before we because she's just he's alone with this young malaysian girl a village girl and i just love it because he's i love this one panel of that empty house yeah that has like a plant out and I'm like, is that a thing that represents the guy's death? And it says he died before I could get here. And then it's like, Dr. Dr. Hurwood, did you know him? And it's an empty window. Like, yeah. And like to me, it's almost open. implying like, and that's, that's how, where that's she would have flies in. in. Yeah. yeah. And then she's like, no. And it's like right there. Yeah. It's like, we already, if you're paying attention as a reader, yeah. you're like, She's and her not eyes being are like now they're shrouded in like in darkness. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and like sometimes that's like sometimes he makes that choice aesthetically where you'll just see like a like a line or something of like the shadow of like somebody's brow covering their eyes. But like in this case, it's like this dark shrouded house with like dark windows and then her dark eyes. It's like it's just a cool, yeah, those that's definitely like a cool image to have next to each other. Yeah. To be like, what mysteries lie in here? Ooh. Creepy. Okay, but yeah, right. Because <laughs> he looks at that cave. <laughs> and then they're at the mouth of this cave. She's letting him know, like, you have to separate the head from the body during daylight. And that's how this thing dies. <laughs> um, 
she never sleeps. Like it's really creepy and cool. Yeah. He's kind of like just listening and inspecting, seeing the carvings of this like demonic creature on the walls. Uh, what's that smell? And there's like jars next to this sort of like, um, like dried out. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Even uh, just this like crusty old body. Yeah, but, like a husk of an <laughs> yeah. old body. Yeah, yeah, this like dried up husk. These little cool like close up shots of the flies buzzing around, and it turns out it's vinegar. She has to soak her or like when she goes out, she drinks all this blood. She's all bloated with blood, and she got to come back here, soak her organs in vinegar so they're small enough to go back into her body. Yeah, like this thing is crazy. <laughs> it's it's so wild. cool. I love it. Like I, that's why I love when he gets to go to like places that aren't like Europe. Like it's cool when he goes to these European places, but it's like also very much explored territory and like Western, um, kind of like horror stories like that. Like you, we've kind of seen all those monsters before. Mm -hmm. It's cool to like get a different culture and like different kinds of crazy demons and stuff that they, yeah, it's just cool I to agree a hundred percent, especially, I mean, now I mean, we've gone to Africa and Malaysia. Who yeah. knows what's next? Yeah. They're all really cool. And then, yeah. So she's like, she's like, yeah, she has to soak them up, shrink them. So they'll fit back into her body. And then Ooh. Hellboy gives a little tap, tap. on the body. <laughs> and I love in between this, while she's explaining, she's standing behind him. And I love this thin panel of her yeah. now with her eye that looks very evil. Yeah. And she's in shadow. And it's like, oh, something's amiss. And right when yeah, he, as he said, up. he taps. <laughs> yeah, taps the little body and like some little like crust comes off, you know, some little dust. This isn't her. This thing's been here for years. Maybe this is the old one you mentioned but if this is the old one where's the new one and then as he turns around her the girl's like headless body falls <laughs> little cool shot of the teeth that we saw earlier yeah so a close-up of some like writhing intestines Ooh. nasty dude and then the head the headless body hitting the floor and, and then it's the like, next and, shot. I, and then what i love is like what was keeping it on of those rings. Yeah, her like necklaces were her like. Necklaces were just, I love that little. <laughs> like a jar lid. <laughs> <laughs> and then just, yeah, just a cool vertical shot. Fool. Yeah, fool. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I, I knew it. That. Like, <laughs> See, that's Hellboy humor. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like, fuck this. You dumb bitch. <laughs> it's literally like, I should have been smarter. Trying to give me head <laughs> like stupid. <laughs> Stupid Trying shit. to give me Well, there's like a guitar, so like Muse is playing in the background. Like, fuck I gotta it, give it stupid to you, ass though. movie. That pitch you did is gonna hey, kill in a room. I could write a sequel to the 2019 Hellboy <laughs> right now. I'll write it right now. Um, back to the good stuff. Yeah, back to the good stuff that I couldn't do. Uh, yeah, so we see like the head attached to with the lungs and the heart and all. Oh, it's so gross and Disgusting. crazy. And like, yeah, just the cool uh, other cool shots of the kind of chipping away carvings on the walls. She lives in me. This like now her like teeth are coming out like the Mignola kind of like hot, like tusks that he loves yes. to draw. And he's just like, ugh. Well, yeah. <laughs> her intestines have little teeth on them here. Which like, is cool because you ugh. said you looked up that the tongue was the like yeah. the teeth where I would. And it's like fun that he has this different take of his own. Yeah. Because like that's what I love thing. is he doesn't just pull from a. a a myth or mythology or a folklore and just recreate it. Yeah. He always just like makes his own Putting takes his on it. Take on it. Yeah. yeah I love that. Totally. And that's like, that adds to it. I think too, cause you have, I mean, the intestines are like long serpentine kind of a shape and they're wrapping around him tentacle style. Like he loves to do tentacles. <laughs> it's just fun to give them like a little mouth on the end. It, it's so gross and cool. This fight scene is very funny and I wonder if it's just due to the limitations of a short story. Yeah, like, like he probably only had X amount of pages so it's like Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It still is a fun story but it's like him screaming from the cave Yeah. and then we just have shots of like the sun coming up. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> meanwhile. Well, I, yeah, I think the, the pacing is really cool. Like the, the these small panels you like read them super fast so it's you imagine they're kind of like I imagine them striking like snake, like yeah. at him trying to bite him like that. All of it's happening very quick. And he's like caught a little off guard. Like he was, he suspected, but it was a little too late. He was yes. already in her cave with her when, he, when it happened. And then, yeah, like you said, like the, 
slow kind of color changing here from like a cooler blue to like slightly lighter green to like a bright yellow sun. Dave Stewart. Yeah, dude. It. It's so good with these colors. And then, yeah, him leaping out of the cave with her still wrapped around him. <laughs> the screaming demon f- carved face. And then the like sudden whoosh, like Son engulfed in fire. <laughs> yeah. Son of a, uh, yeah, get, gotta get out into the sun. And then a huge explosion in the middle, like this awesome panel. Yes. Of like this. She thing. just goes up. Yeah. <laughs> she was like ready. <laughs> it's gross. And then this dusty kind of panel of like the smoke clearing and you see the sun like a little bit through all of this, like, oh, just nasty smoke. More awesome demon face. So much for you, pal. And then the head with a little like exclamation point. I love it getting one last word in before it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, ah, you got me. Got me. The end. And it's so cool. Like, yeah, him like in this dusty (laughs) little pile on the bottom. Oh, it's just so fun. It is very cool little story. Yeah. I think it's a great little story, as you said. And it's interesting that it sort of feels like. Eight pages, just eight pages. Eight pages yeah. tells a lot. To add to that, he in, in the tradebacks and in the library, he had a little like, he does his little notes. And this was Mignola's notes for this. He said, I first discovered this beautifully odd thing about a zillion years ago in Burnt Heart J. Herwood's Passport to the Supernatural. So Herwood is referenced in the comic as the doctor he knows. That oh, wrote, that's awesome. Which is very cool. Then he says, the first great book I ever read about supernatural creatures from all over the world, the penanguin kicking her own head off, the swollen intestines and the vinegar are all taken from Malaysian folklore because you just can't make up stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Can't. Yeah. And then he says the penanguin was originally published in 20, 2004 as part of that special comic through Wizard Magazine. Awesome. So it's very cool. And it's almost like. It's built to be a, per- well, here's the thing I think it's great about it. It stands on its legs as its own story, right? Yeah. But it's also perfect. So if he's gone all the way through with Hellboy into the Conqueror Worm, he's had three major storylines. Yeah. And it's interesting that they still are trying to get pe- readers and he's, they use this as like a promotional material. Yeah. But it's like good. I would be like, it's if, so good. if yeah. I hadn't picked up his stuff and just read this in a wizard, I'd be curious about reading more Hellboy. It's like the same thing. It's all of his like freak of the week kind of like little like one-off stories where you get a feel for the character and you get a cool weird monster that you might not have seen before. Like it's just great. It's really, it's cool. I wish I saw this, you know, when it was published or something. Published, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was I doing in 2004? Probably in college. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I would have been doing. (laughs) Struggling through college. Would have been doing college. (laughs) But yeah, um, any favorite panels or dialogue from this the short story. I mean, him, I have just that whole panel of her fully revealed with all of her organs, calling him a fool and him going, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. It's like both my panel and dialogue, I think. Because it's like, great pick. It really is, sums up his character. Like, you know, it like, I don't know. Yeah, it's like I think a nice you're right. encapsulation of what Hellboy's kind of all about. I would agree. Yeah. I think you're 100% right on that. Other than just deciding to choose the same one as you. I just oh and, and a little hat it. too. I oh, like that, uh, that it one says little. so much. It's just like that somebody, an explorer, came here and died. Fucking like, they're dead. It's no like, one it says hat. a lot in the <laughs> yeah. You leave you leave a hat if you're in a hurry or you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> only case. I think it's just such a concise little story. Yeah, it's really and that's cool. what I think. I instead of just one panel, I think I'll just pick that top or rereading it now. Yeah, how much I it caught me of like. He's really setting the groundwork to, that the reveal is not out of nowhere. It's built into this short story. Yeah. At the top, you're like, oh, all the clues are there. So when he's saying, I know, I know, you can look back and like, yeah, it, it, you know. it was right there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah. It's one of those really concise and perfect little stories that Hellboy will do. Yeah. Where it's like, it doesn't, it, it's an another side adventure. It might not add to the major arc, but God, it's a delight. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so fun. Based on this and what we just read, anything that you would suggest to our readers, our listeners, I mean, would you suggest to our listeners to read, watch, or enjoy? I feel like they gave us so much to Yeah, like, they really I did look this up week. Bullfinch's mythology and I just Googled the Passport to the Supernatural and Occult Compendium from All Ages and Many Lands by by Bernhardt Herwood. But it's eighty bucks on Amazon. So <laughs> 
It might be a little rare. Now I got to look up the marquee Sandman Mystery Theater. Uh, you know, just all this. Yeah, other there's stuff so much we, to read. Yeah. But, but we'll based on this, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Do you have <laughs> like I really am I don't know if I have any specific either other than a bad movie is coming to mind. <laughs> a movie that I don't think is good, but it, it's a you'd probably have fun watching it. What is it? It's called The Ruins. And it's about like some dumb fucking college kids that go to like they're like in South America and Oh, I remember And they find like this, this old they find like an old abandoned pyramid in the middle of nowhere out in the forest and it ends up having like a killer plant in it. And it's very bad, but it was very enjoyable to it's watch it. It's like a bad movie that's fun to watch with your friends if you just want to laugh and have a good time. That sounds good. And yeah. it was hilarious is because uh, in an acting class, I was running the scenes with this girl uh, or this woman in my class and it was revealed that she's the first kill in that movie. And I was like, this is wild. Wow. And I was like, this is so fun. You're, <laughs> yeah. You were the first kill in this terrible movie. This and she's bad, very nice. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure they're all like, they're just, you know, they're just actors trying to be, trying to do it. But like, I can't remember the rules of it, but like you couldn't step off the pyramid or something or the plants would get you. That's like crazy. But it's a, it's essentially a killer like vines coming after you. It's Ugh. fucking so funny. Uh, that's my suggestion. Just watch, I'll watch it. And I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a I bad it B out. movie horror fun. Uh, that's all I got for this week to suggest. Uh, but we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear your thoughts on the Penanglin. You can email us at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can follow us. On Instagram at Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, Twitter, Aw Crap Hellboy. And please subscribe, rate, and review on whatever um, service you use to listen to your podcast. If you are on Apple Podcasts and you give us a five star um, rating and you review us and start in your review the, with the word boom. Um, you know, that classic phrase from Hellboy, boom. If you start with boom, we will give you a shout out and praise you right here on the show. So yeah. please do that. Yeah. And also it brings more people to this podcast. And here's a reminder for everybody that on Saturday, May 18th, we are going to be playing the Hellboy, the board game live. It will most likely be on through the Instagram live function in order to get as many people as possible involved in um, doing it with us on Saturday, May 18th. It's going to be in uh, Pacific Standard Time, so that will be at noon, um, I believe at noon, or probably slightly like maybe 1230. We'll get. Cool. Um, we'll definitely though, let you know as we get closer in those specific times, yeah. but that'll be Saturday, May 18th with our Game Master, Clay Larson, and previous guest, Will Hines. We'll be playing Hellboy the board game with us. So mark your calendars if you'd like to join us and watch us play that board game while recording a podcast. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's all a lot in one. <laughs> and we do have some uh, giveaway coming soon. Maybe I should start saying that just so it'll yeah. prick people's ears and remind us to get it done. But we have a giveaway. Don't want to give you too much <laughs> away what we're going to give away. But we're like, hell, let's try a giveaway for yeah. all our wonderful listeners out there. So stay tuned for that. But before we go, Kate, they need this week's because I did one last week. Yeah. Even though I you weren't I had to do it myself. Oh yeah. Wait, what was it? Um it was and I my it might have been a repeat one. I was unsure. I did I did BPRD slash Hellboy game night. And I feel like you might have done that one already. Maybe. But I was fine with doubling up because it was me, not you. <laughs> That's okay. <all right. laughs> but you gotta give them this week's hashtag right hand of draw prompt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the rock and roll segment. I recently went to Death, Death Valley, Valley <laughs> National Park and got a bunch of like pressed pennies. And I have a shitload of pressed pennies from like everywhere. So I think what I want to do, this is kind of hard. Like this is a little hard to draw. Okay. But I want to kind of challenge, you know, it's like kind of a challenge. Draw what you think would be on like a Hellboy themed pressed penny. Like if you went to Universal Ooh. and they had like Hellboy World. And you got like a little press penny of it. What would that? What would that be? I love that. Hellboy so like press you know, penny. those like a long. You put two quarters yeah. and one penny in, and you pick a little design. And yeah, or if you're like, this looks like shit. Uh, just a Hellboy coin. 
Hellboy coin or a Hellboy president? Like if Hellboy was president or something. Oh, I love that. He was yeah. a, he was one of the founding fathers. Or any member of the BPRD. If they were if they were like coins if, for that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Cool. Okay. Cool. Hellboy yeah. slash BPRD coins yeah. slash press penny. Slash press penny. Because <laughs> they're so That reminds fun. me of going to the zoo as a kid. Oh, I have, the- I have so many, dude. Like I have to buy like a bigger... That that started to become my only souvenir that I get or oh, want because wow. it's so cheap, dude. Well, oh yeah, it's this has cents. happened to me multiple times. It must be like a common dad joke, but like I'll be doing the press petty and like getting it, and a just a middle aged man will walk up and say fifty one cents for a petty, and I'm like, yeah, I guess. Like I don't know who told you all to say this joke. It's happened like five times. I love that. Shut up, middle aged man. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> then I scream at him to shut up. Well, I continue to turn the crank. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. That's a great segment. <laughs> but that's it for this week. We're happy to be back um, after a little respite. Can't wait for next week. We'll see you then. And remember, I love you. Just wanted to send a quick email. <clears throat> a little uh, chia seed in the throat. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's written in the email <laughs> that's in the email <laughs> no it just caught me off guard it, they grow in your throat they kill yeah, you they're I, terrible now i have a chia pet in my throat yeah dude <laughs> hi i'm muriel and i'm nick and we are the co-hosts of the podcast hella, hella in, in your 30s this podcast is all about diets hobbies never dying never dying Fitbits. i'm gonna try to moisturize my face more yeah alcohol should we drink more or less <laughs> cheap chipotle dates for two we bring you hot episodes every Monday from Campfire Media. So make sure to subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.